0: Strive Coaching Studio, guiding business leaders to meet the highest version of themselves. And now, here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Coaching Studio.
1: So, welcome. This is the Strive Coaching Studio podcast. And today, I am super excited to have a special guest with me. Her name is Corinne Crabtree. And for those of you who may not know Corinne, she actually is such a role model for so many people um, in the weight loss industry and has started her own business and has the NOBS Weight Loss Program, which has been such an impact for so many people in so many lives. So you are really, truly a role model. And so thank you for being our guest today. I'm excited to
0: have you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here too. This will be fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I love, I love to hear about, I really want to hear about your journey. I know that it's been, um, when did, when did the no BS, uh, weight loss
0: management program begin for you? So, uh, in 2007, so I had. I had been overweight, like all of my life, except for when I came out of the womb, (laughs) I was, I was thin. And then I never looked back (laughs) after that. Uh, And then about in my, my late twenties, early thirties, I went on a journey to lose a hundred pounds. And when I, when I lost my weight, like the, the one thing that I knew immediately was that I wanted to help other women do the same thing. Like I had um, been at home, I'd had a kid. He was a mother's day out. I just kind of had like time and space. And then I had this like passion. And so I started my business and it was literally, uh, born out of a laptop on my couch I was going to, I didn't lose my weight through Weight Watchers, but they were like the only message boards back then. We didn't have Facebook and we didn't, we just didn't have places where people hung out and talked too much. There were forums and that was about all you had forums and message boards. And so I would hang out there because that's where everybody wanted to talk about weight loss. And it was the one place that I was, I could go and tell people what I did and, and offer advice and things like that. So, um, after, a while, I got really popular on their message boards. I was, um, my name was um, Logie's mom. And I was, uh, I had the ask the trainer thread every day. Oh and so uh, I just emailed a bunch of people that had subscribed to a little newsletter that I'd put together about things that I would write about and started asking them if they wanted to work with me. That's, that's how it all started. So it started off very, just just like we would teach anyone you got to ask for it. Like you, like if, if you're going to, if you want to be able to help someone, you got to tell them that you can help them. And then you got to ask them to work with you. And that's exactly how I started.
1: That is awesome. What a great story. And so tell me about starting the business. You were, how long did you work on your own before you could
0: add more to your team and become a leader? A long time. (laughs) So when I first started, it was, I always say that I was like the best weight loss charity on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't charge much money. you're proud of it. (laughs) Yes, that was just all about like, bring all the women along with you. We all got to lose the weight and stuff. And so um, that was in 2007 and 2015 is when I went to the life coach school to really learn how to put the emotional eating component into everything that I was already doing. I was Mm -hmm. like- That's really the problem. And that's what I talk to people about all day long. Like I was constantly in our groups talking about the reasons why we keep overeating and like things that we can do and like how to manage our mind and stuff. And so when I went to the life coach school, it was the first time that anybody had ever spoke about doing what I was doing in a way. It was like, we're going to make a business out of this, like not just going to be a weight loss charity more. You, you need to, you have something you need to double down and get serious about it. So that was the year that I decided I wanted that. I Like literally remember going to my husband and saying, I'm going to make a real run at this now. Like, I know that I've been doing these things and I was making some, I mean, I was making like 30 K a year, but I like, I wasn't um, like, I wasn't thinking about it being a real business with structure and stuff. So I did that. And then within about two years, I started hiring people. We were just, once I made up my mind to grow, mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to grow. Uh, we just, like, I just lit the fire and we just kept growing. And we have over 20 now on our team and we have um, over 10,000 members in our membership. And so we, oh, wow. we, like at that time, I think I had 75. Wow. <laughs> so That is a huge,
1: um, what a huge growth opportunity for you and for your team, of course. And of course you're offering so much value to your clients every day, but I'm curious from you when you had to make that shift from, you know, being the coach and offering so much value and helping people every day to now leading a team and Mm -hmm. having such a nice team, a great size team. I'm sure they're all fantastic. And they constantly are trying to develop and grow themselves too. As you grow, what is that like for you? Uh, One of the examples I give so often is you can be the best baker in the world, but as soon as you start a bakery, you're no longer just the baker. So what does, what was that journey like for you?
0: So when I decided I was going to grow the business, I really had to, I already knew that I was like a balls out speaker, like I could sit and motivate people all day long, either in the written form or just run my mouth. Like I was so good at that. I was already so good at um, like identifying and coaching people. I had zero marketing skills. I had like mm-hmm. zero like financial skills. Yeah. None of that was in my wheelhouse. And so I like even creating a course, I had a lot of knowledge, but to be able to create a course and put it into a system for someone to follow. Like these were Mm -hmm. all the things that I had to learn. So when, when I decided to grow the business, I basically made a list of what I needed to learn how to do. And I just started knocking it out. Like, all right, so what's the most, what is the thing right now that will make, like make everything else a little bit easier if I just figured this part out. And I just started knocking them out one, one at a time, one at a time. And I would take courses. I've always had a rule. I don't buy shit unless I didn't intend to finish it and do what they said that I'm to do. Doesn't mean that every course I've ever bought, like was amazing, but I've always finished them. I've always gone through the material and I've always taken away from it, what I need. And that was really helpful. And so when I started, um, you know, like growing, I just had to learn all these new skills. I just had to figure out like, how, how do you do Facebook ads? I was the first person to do the Facebook ads for our company. I'm the last person who does them now, but (laughs) I was the first person (laughs) at some point, like everything that gets done in this business. I did that job for a little while and got to where I had competency, but I'm, I've always been really good to know when I need to cut and run and go hire someone who's better than me. But I don't like to hire people for jobs that I don't have a working knowledge of what's supposed to be going on and what could be happening. I'm real good at dreaming big, but I do so much better at really creating a solid vision when I understand um, like what all could be done. And so that's always been helpful for me to just kind of learn the different aspects of, of our business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what so many entrepreneurs fall into, where you don't know that balance of one understanding something enough and to knowing when to punt and get somebody else more valuable doing that. So such a great lesson for you. So I'm, I'm super curious about this. And, um, I know this will be super helpful for my, a lot of my leaders. I have a lot of business owners. We have a lot of listeners who are either entrepreneurs or they're striving to achieve the next level in their business. And they always put themselves on the back burner. They don't take good care of, they put their needs last, their, okay. their health, their fitness, their diet all come later and someday. <laughs> and many times by the time they're talking to me, they're they're already suffering the consequences. They are having yeah. health issues. They are far overweight and haven't worked out in a long time or have been to the ER recently from different things. So I'm want two questions for you. One is. Did that, was that a challenge for you? Did you have to really manage your own mind through, how did you manage your own mind and what advice do you have for leaders in that state?
0: Well, I will say this, there has been plenty of times where I have, and I would say it happens more often than not, where I don't want to go work out. I don't necessarily want to um, eat what I had planned for dinner and stuff, but I do it anyway. I think for me, one of the things that's always been really important for me is to really understand how my health and my fitness makes me a better leader. So like I, I've worked on that so much that that's like the last thing I would like to go. Like, I, I just, that. I'm like, how, if I, if let's say, so like, we're getting ready to launch next week and I don't believe in, um, like exhausting launches like I I did those in the beginning and I really learned real quick like it just you just need systems like this does not have to be an exhaustive process but I like to keep my energy level up for it because I am going to be live more often than I usually am and so I planned this week to make sure that I'm getting all my water I'm going to bed early I've got my food planned like I'm just really good about understanding how the things that I do for myself make me a better leader. They mm. make they make the business easier to grow. It's not helpful to try to grow a business. Let's say it this way. It's not scalable. You can't scale burnout and you can't scale hustle and you can't scale those things. And I think that that's always been um super in the front of my mind it's like if I want to grow as big as I want to grow that means like more resources a little bit more downtime figuring things out way more thinking than a lot of doing and when I kind of keep that mindset it keeps me out of just grinding to be grinding um and I can't
1: sustain it
0: No, you can't. You'll end up break. If you don't break, what will end up happening is you'll hit a ceiling. You'll hit your work ceiling. So you'll have a capacity to be able to think, to be able to grow, to be able to do things where you'll like, you'll wonder why you can't break through seven figures or go to the eight figures. And it's because you literally, you've traded so much time for money that you just, you literally can run out of it. So I think for me too, it's a matter of just really understanding, um, how important, um, and I think this is good for leaders to always think about mindset wise is our, especially as the entrepreneurs and stuff, our brain is the one thing that we can't duplicate. Yes. Like my passion, my vision and my brain for this business. That's the only thing I can't go out on the street and, and like buy. You're giving me goosebumps. (laughs) I love that. Well, and that's why I protect that part so much. So when I'm trying to, um, like one of the hardest transitions for me in the last, probably the last year is that as my team has grown, it's really not been managed my team. We have such amazing hiring processes. I mean, we vet, we, we call it the gauntlet before you work for us, you go through like so many freaking interviews and stuff. It's crazy. It wears us out doing it. But we always say, (laughs) whoever we hire, we're marrying. So we want to make sure (laughs) that we have vetted. (laughs) But I realized, like, for me, I was starting to feel guilty because I was basically working myself out of a job, I would find these things I was doing. I was like, oh gosh, there's probably people out there who now can do this so much better than me. There are people who can bring so much more to the table and knowledge and tactical skill. And I need to just bring the vision where we're going, like the brand and stuff. But then that left me with all this freaking free time. But I've never had before. And I was like, feeling guilty. And right. like I remember running to my husband's office and saying like, well, I know you're working because he's like, he, he does all the IT and stuff. I'm like, do you feel bad? He's like, no, I don't feel bad. But I wish you'd quit coming in here and telling me how bad you feel about it. Don't leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. He's like, go rest, go, go protect that brain of yours, whatever you need to do. But it took a lot of coaching for myself to really understand that my value to the team had changed over time. And I think that that's important for leaders to realize is that as you scale and as you grow, the the value you bring is naturally going to morph. And and when you're scaling, it should be morphing. It should be changing. And, you know, just take it in and like, remind yourself how, like, just how important those new skills that you're refining are to the whole team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So good, so good. And I know everybody needs to hear that who's in business because that is the only way you're gonna grow. Yeah, really look at it that way and understand that. Tell me about the culture you have. First of all, separately, I need to hear about this gauntlet interview process (laughs) on another that might be another podcast one day. But I really am interested to hear what your culture is like in your current with your current team Mm -hmm. and how what you wanted to cultivate deliberately. and, And what is that like each day?
0: So we have, uh, number one is like customer service is like our number one thing. So we live and breathe on the, the whole mindset of every single team member is always empowered to go above and beyond for any one of our customers. Like we call it lush service. And one of the things that it does is it not only always keeps all of our team, like our team's mindset is. What do our clients need? What do our customers need? How are they like seeing things? And it also on the other side tells our team members, like, you need to make these decisions. Please don't be waiting on someone else to do it. So a lot of our culture is about making decisions, uh, going all in on things, Mm -hmm. uh, not waiting around for permission, and then a lot of self-development. A few of the things that I really value, I've always, I, I didn't go to college. And so for me, I'm like, I'm like Ferris Bueller. Never had one lesson. I'm just self-taught over here. And a lot of my team members have come from very different backgrounds and stuff. They've all been no BS women and have lost weight and they have brought different attributes and qualities to the team, Mm. but I want all of them always self-developing. So we, have a, something that we're always, the whole group is always reading something every month. We have our own weight loss coaching call that we do as a team because I want them prioritizing their health above all things. Um, we're real big on taking time off. I tell my team all the time, like, look, if I catch you working when you're supposed to be off, hell's the pay. Like I will, <laughs> I will give them more hell for working on a day off than I will for, you know, like if they were slacking, <laughs> you know, it's like- right. Lacking on our team is, is not a problem. It's like, it's really teaching them how to, for me, it's like with my team, I want them to have an amazing quality of life, mm-hmm. just like what we're trying to do for our clients. We're really mm-hmm. trying to make sure our no BS women really get that amazing life that they deserve. And it starts from the top down. Like if we're not doing these things we're not going to be able to teach them either. So,
1: yes, totally, totally. A hard lesson I learned in my previous career is I was speaking it and not acting it, not following through with that. And I had to really call myself out on that and and make some big changes because you can speak work-life balance all day long, but are you, are you doing it?
0: Exactly. So we, we just do a lot of, um, that one of the things, one of the fun things we're doing right now is, um, uh. Our team, they all come to events. And I wanted us all to, it, it's really important for me, for my clients, for the NoBS women to always feel confident in their clothes, to start living like their future self now. And, uh, we wanted to make sure that when we had events that we all, we were easily identifiable as a team member. So I've hired a style coach who's working with everybody for um, a month where she's coaching them on their personal style, helping them design their own wardrobe, creating an aesthetic for us so that when they come to camp, they all will wear similar looking things, but it will all be things that are perfect for their body where they feel emotionally comfortable and stuff. So we just, I mean, honestly, the culture of our team is all about being like, we're, we're the first line of no BS women. And if we're not being no BS women, how are we ever going to teach other women to do it? Yeah. Got to live it for sure. Yeah.
1: That's great. As you've grown in your um, leadership
0: position and
1: maybe become more distant from some of the weeds of the everyday what kinds of processes and systems have you put in place from a communication standpoint to really know the real deal of what's going on, to really understand who, who's the one, do you have someone telling you the hard truths of things that need to be changed or done?
0: Yes. So we have a few things. Um, we, I read the book, the one thing earlier, um, this year, and then I joined the membership there and I've implemented their 411 process. And we have two team meetings a year in Nashville and we rolled it officially out earlier this year. So every single team member has our like number, like our number five, like five goals that we have. And then they all do a 411 where each week they have to meet with their team leader to show them here's the things that I think are the priorities. And this is how I think they actually relate to the priorities of the business. So, from the top down, we Mm -hmm. all really know like, where are we all going? What are we all doing? And so, that has helped a ton. That's one system. The other big one that we have is we have a team meeting every single week um, because we're all remote. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for us to get siloed out. So we use Slack as a communications device, right? I just don't think anything can replace some FaceTime each week and Absolutely. discussions and stuff. So yep. we always have an all team meeting every single week. And then I am um, not involved in a lot of the department meetings, right. but I do stay involved in the departments where I still spearhead a lot of the um a lot of the vision. So like I'm, I'm at the marketing meeting every week okay. because being the face of the business, um, it just makes sense that I go to their meeting because they always got shit for me to do.
1: <laughs> so I'm like shit, right. You better know what you're signing up for. And,
0: and Write this copy. And you know, yeah. So I'm like, what am I doing? I think I report to them <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably.
0: But uh, And I also go to the majority of our um, community team meetings because okay. to me, the community is, the heartbeat and breath of our entire business. If we're not, we're not keeping our community happy, what are we even doing? So I go to their meetings to hear a lot of the, um, like, what are they seeing? What are they hearing? What would be great for, you know, like if if we had resources for this and stuff. So I would say like, for me, it's a lot of, I have key people in place that I know are very detail oriented, That if I say do it, it'll just get get done. done. Yeah. And so I have those people, but I also keep a little bit close contact with what I would just call the, the the departments where, um, I can get a feel Mm -hmm. as to what we're doing and where we're going. Yep.
1: Yep. That's really great. You're such an, that is such an inspiration for sure to hear what kind of culture you're creating for sure. My, you know, I've, I've been thinking about kind of where you're going next and what, what's ahead for the no BS weight loss program for fit and fat
0: where, what direction, what are your big goals? Our big goals. So this year we want to close out with about seventeen thousand total members. Wow. So we're getting ready to onboard about four thousand more. If our wow. if our numbers are not just sitting there lying to us, <laughs> that's that about where we should be. Yeah, and we um, Congrats. we've been working on an evergreen funnel. Um, the next big thing for us next year is just making sure that an evergreen funnel. Essentially, for anyone who doesn't know, it's just basically if somebody signs up for my free course. They get an automated sequence to be able to join so that we're only launching live twice a year. And I really want to get to where that's all we do is every funnel launch live. And then, you know, it's just a very simple, um, mm-hmm. business model to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wanting, I'm writing a book, so I'm in the middle of that mm-hmm. and hopefully that will come out end of next year. And, um, that's, that's probably exciting. the big things. Yeah. Those are huge for yeah. sure. Yeah. So you are known, for those
1: who may not know, you are known for your passion and your emotion and bringing it it all to your coaching and probably to your business each day. At any point, has anyone said that you need to, including marketing, maybe tone things down, neutralize things at all? How, how have you gone through that journey, that process?
0: Well, um, my marketing team never says that (laughs) they're always like. You know, like, can you jack your hormones up? You hadn't cried in like three days. I'm just like, good lord, y'all. <laughs> um, I get a lot of pushback on I cuss a lot. Like I'm a very um like I drop the F bombs like nobody's business. I like I'm a real like my grandfather was a Marine, like I'm a Marine's granddaughter nice. <laughs> through and through. Nice. So I get a lot of comments on that. I also get a lot of comments on, um, I put my real body out to the world on um, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and there's more of that coming. And it's, it's interesting to me how in this day and age, how many people feel free to comment on your body as if they know what's right. So I get a lot of people saying that I shouldn't be doing that, that um, I had a guy not too long ago say, um, I I don't even remember what the picture was. It was, I'm sure I was in a bikini or something. And he just made a comment about how um, women like me really shouldn't show other women that that body's okay. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, about ready to flip my, my extensions. (laughs) Like I was just like, are you kidding me? And I just, I was just talking about how that is the problem that I am the 90, 96% body. Like this is, this is what women's bodies looks like. And if you can't handle it, don't be coming and bitching at me, go work on yourself. You know? So I just, I do, I just, I think though, for me, the way that I handle all of it is at the end of the day, I used to be a people pleaser back in the day when I was really overweight. Like I just worried so much about what people thought about me and stuff. And the day that you just start deciding, look, there's just going to be people who don't like you and you've just got to go all in on who you are. It just gets so much easier that you don't ever want to go back. It doesn't mean that I don't sometimes still worry about those things or you know, sometimes comments do sting, things like that. I just don't change how I live my life because something hurts or something It like, I like somebody says something, I just have decided I, I'm going to cuss for the rest of my life. I'm not going to change that. And people who don't want my message because of my mouth, there's plenty of people out there who don't cuss and have podcasts. They can go find them just as easily as they found me. And the same thing with showing my body. It's um, I have really reconciled it with, um, there are going to be a lot of people who are haters on it, but there are more women out there who are suffering, yeah. like never showing their body, never wearing a bikini, always trying to pursue looking perfect. There's too many of them suffering for me to sit around and worry about the few assholes that are going to make a comment. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely! Thank you for that. That is really inspiring. And
1: so many people need to hear that we all need more of that voice going on right now, for sure. If you could look back and give your past self any advice on your business or otherwise, what would what might that
0: be? Um, you know, people ask me this question a lot, and I almost always cry or I do cry and I already welled up just thinking about it. But like all the time I spent like worrying I would never lose weight, worrying I'd always be poor, um, worried that I couldn't build my business and stuff. I would just go back and say, please stop worrying. It just, I never had one success or one good thing come out of my obsessive worry compulsion, (laughs) you know, everything that's ever happened to me was because at some point I stopped worrying and I started doing. And so I think I would go back and tell my, my past self, like just, it all works out so much better than you think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You've made me cry so many times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, I mean, I think that's what has made you so s- special and unique and successful and why you're such an inspiration is because you're willing to just show us that it's okay. It's okay to be emotional and it's okay to, um, give yourself that advice and that grace and that compassion. So, oh, thank you for that. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> it's really, it's, it's really inspiring for all of
0: us for sure. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's, um, it's been like, that's been the lesson of my life though, is just, I mean, I've just had so many things. My son was born, you know, he has autism and we've just had so many things where I just wasted so much time worrying. And I Mm -hmm. like for every single person, things, things in life almost always do work out better than we think Mm -hmm. when we're at our most terrified and scared moments, you know, it's natural for our brain to go to everything. It's terrible. And 99% of that stuff never comes true. Mm-hmm. And so it's just learning, like really learning how to shut that down. And I think that's what I've gotten so good at as I've gotten older is really distinguishing when I'm spending time in useless mind space yeah. and worry is one of those. So that's such good advice. So we,
1: we all do it. Our human brains love to do that. <sighs> A lot I you know, speaking of your son, you talk about him and his, what his, um, growth and evolution has been and be, being his mom. I love that you do that on social media. I don't know if this falls in this category, but I'm wondering if there's something you wish people asked you more about, or that you had the opportunity to talk more about. And I know that's one potential thing, but what else? Um,
0: well, I don't know. People ask me about everything. <laughs> no i kind trying to think it's like, I think because I live so out loud all the time, it's Like people are just like, you know, tell me about your last poop. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Um, I probably, probably more of the business side of things. I think people are starting to ask me more about it now, but uh, like all the things that I have done, I, I would say growing my business has been probably the most, Even though losing weight was challenging, I think growing my business was the most challenging. It was it was the one thing that I had to really balance with everything else. I mean, a lot of times we think that weight loss takes a lot of time. So we don't do it. It's like, it doesn't fucking take any time. Like if you're not gonna overeat, you got way more time on your hands than you probably won't. So it's (laughs) like it just doesn't take tons of time. But growing my business is one of those things where It really took a lot of my time. It took a lot of me getting over so many different things. I had to, you know, learn how to be an engaged mom. And like my business is like mainly like having another child. I could just give it all the attention that it wants and more and just dote over it. And, you know, really learning how to separate those things and be present. It just, I feel like I the business part has always been the the one where I think I've learned even more lessons. Um, and I think people always think it's my weight loss. And it's like, I think a lot of my things that I learned in weight loss solidified as I was going, felt like I was going through all of that, that growth again, growing my business. It's very similar, but I think it just made me stronger when I went through the business side on the second, you know, as the second major accomplishment.
1: Right, our journey certainly, pave the way for future journeys and all those lessons. Yeah. 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 Um, What did, what, what words of wisdom would you offer the leaders who are struggling right now and trying to
0: figure out how to make themselves a priority then? My, so my biggest word of wisdom is put yourself on your calendar. As simple as that sounds, it's the hardest thing to execute. You know, like it makes sense. That if you are someone who follows the calendar or that you have a calendar that you plug in appointments for yourself and then you just do it. But what most of us do is we just show up each day hoping that we'll get to ourselves or like if I have some spare time today, I'll do this. Those days never come. Like they just don't. You will always end up filling your time. So like when I plan my week, the first thing I literally plan, I plan all my journaling time. I plan all my workouts. I plan like our family dinner night. We we our, My kid's like almost 19. It's, like he wants to eat with us about once a week now. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> yes. And then I plan date night each week. And so I get all of those on the calendar first so that I know um, when I'm doing those things uh, every single day. So my husband works for me. First thing we do in the morning is we ask each other, what time you finish in today? And then we look at our calendars and then we finish when we say we're gonna finish. And then we just get done for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, that took some getting used to, but it was when he started working you know, at the house, it's me, my son, and my husband here, 24-7 for the over two years now. Like we were we were pandemicking and quarantining before it was cool. You know, it was like that's how we
1: lived. That's another podcast in itself. Exactly.
0: And so we had to learn how to have some structure yeah. and routines at home. And we had to just start doing them even when we wanted to work, even when we thought we should be working, when we felt guilty for not working. Um, and now we're in a really good routine with it. We are we know that when we say, we'll be done at five, we'll be done at six, we'll be done at 430, whatever time that is, we meet and we just turn on Netflix. We -hmm. always have a Netflix show we're watching and that's how we unwind. And I think that's the other thing is just, you know, a lot of times self-care and stuff isn't as complicated as we make it out to be, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're Mm -hmm. just like in the middle of criminal minds right now. I mean, that (laughs) came out like 17 years ago or something. And we're just like, (laughs) This is what we watch every night, you yeah. know, so. Right.
1: You don't need to go on the simple. spa. You don't need to go on a vacation. You can literally just hop no. on the couch and watch Netflix together.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's the whole, you enjoy it if you allow yourself to not feel guilty about it. You know, it's when self-care always feels terrible when you have terrible thoughts about self-care, like I should be doing other things. You have to listen for that stuff. And when you hear it, you're like, no, it really shouldn't be. This was on the calendar. This is what like what I planned to be doing during this time. I'm going to learn to enjoy it. Yes,
1: (laughs) Yes. such a, such a great role model for so many people, particularly for me. I love to listen to you. I love to um, hear you coach. I love to hear you give advice for business and for life. And so thank you so much for that. Thank you. In, so tell, uh, tell everybody how they can find out more about your No BS program.
0: So if you are looking for weight loss and you're a female, <laughs> sorry to all the dudes, you can listen to my podcast, Losing 100 yes, Pounds. A lot of dudes have sure. lost a lot of weight listening to my podcast, but uh, you can go to nobsfreecourse.com. And if you're a life coach, certified coach, and you want to learn how to be a more advanced, better weight loss coach. We also have, um, the where you can go through Mm -hmm. and sign up for our wait list for our final advanced certification this year. So Mm -hmm. we're going to do another one, I think next summer, but this, this is the last one of this year. So
1: super exciting. I know a
0: lot of coaches want
1: to go through that program for sure. So
0: I hope so. It's a great program. We've added so much stuff to it for this last round. I was writing the content this last weekend and I was like, I want to go through my own program.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. I can't wait to hear more about it. So thank you again so much, Corinne, for everything you do and for being such a great inspiration and example to everyone. So I really appreciate it. I know so many people are getting a lot of wisdom and tips out of this one today. So I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: Are you ready for more and to take your business to the next level? Visit us on strivecoachingstudio.com to sign up for more.